Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Welcome to the... Are you speaking to me? I'm speaking to you, sir. Oh, hello. Welcome to the UK Scriptwriters Podcast with me, Danny Stack. And I'm Tim Clay. Tim Clay, yes. Um, thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time, welcome. Welcome. A good time to start. Why yeah, is that? Because we're one year old this week. That's right. I think so we'll at... be learning to speak soon if we're one <laughs> <laughs> But it's great to be one year old because when we started, we didn't think we'd even make it past one month no. so thank you for listening and subscribing and for sharing um we're a couple of modestly successful screenwriters um i've written for eastenders tim's been nominated for a bafta lots of information about us online because we've got blogs and all that kind of stuff so if you're if you're unfamiliar you can check us out um but we started this podcast just as a way of yeah. talking about uk screenwriting yeah yeah because um a gap in the market yeah, there wasn't really anyone else doing a, a podcast, but there's loads of good blogs. Yeah. Uh, we won't go through them all now, but there is loads. So if you're feeling isolated, don't don't uh, suffer alone. Suffer with us all online. Yeah. Um, Join us. And uh, it was really a case of reaching out because I think as writers, storytellers, it's about reaching out. We want our stories to be told. So this just seemed like a natural extension of that spirit yes so we wanted to uh, think about some of the ideas it helps us yeah as well to formulate and crystallize our thoughts just as we're talking here mm-hmm. i mean myself and danny meet up semi-regularly anyway uh but this is regular and it keeps actually us talking to each other about what's in the business so it makes sense we might as well do it on on microphone well, well yeah because even though you might be connected with people online via blogs and Twitter. Twitter's great in terms of writing community, but it can still feel a bit isolated in terms of just sitting in your room. Yeah. So um, I think last year when I had the idea, it was like, I'm a bit bored. Mm. Maybe maybe a podcast would be a bit of fun. Yeah, um, that's right. So that's why we started doing it. Uh, Writers Guild, I think, have a good podcast, which I didn't know about at the time. I don't know how regular it is, mm. uh, but it's worth checking out. I think Chris Jones from Gone Fishing... Uh, Guerrilla filmmakers got videos as well. He does a lot. Um, so <laughs> there are bits and pieces, but this, as far as we know, is the only dedicated UK scriptwriters podcast for UK scriptwriters and the world. Welcome. That's right. That's right. Because <laughs> we know we have listeners everywhere. So thank you very much. Uh, that's great. What I um, what I did, uh, Danny, was have a look back over the the year. Yeah. And um, looked at what we've covered. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm sure we're on to something because it really falls down into three areas. So let me just run those past you. The number one thing that we've said again and again over the past year, it's, it is true, is that you, you, as a writer still, you should be doing as much as you can for yourself. Yeah. So, you know, doing some uh, web series or anything, really, a comic Uh, prose, anything that means that your work stands alone and you can share it. Because a script, of course, is in a way a film embryo. How can we get something finalised? The second thing we've talked about again and again is about collaboration. Don't sit on your own. We just joked about it now. Don't don't sit on your own. Work with some others. Mm. Get together in a writing group to critique each other. Have a development day like I did. We talked about last um, podcast, whatever it is. And the third thing we talked about is about inspiration, being inspired by a wide variety of things. Mm. TV could be, but also cinema, cinema from around the world, comics, 
I talked about Picasso even in That's a kind right. of a semi-jokey way. But it's actually being, in, you know, in having that wide range of experiences that en enriches you as a writer. But, and uh, I was talking to you just before we, we, we turned the microphone on, I feel that we've not looked enough between us at the craft of writing about actually what does what you need to do as a writer we've had some questions this time about yeah. that so today so we're going to today's a kind of a, a bit of a craft special yes we're going to get into our, our main topic discussion uh, but first actually we're going to do competition aren't we yeah we're going to get do the competition time get that done get it done first so you're you're fresh it's fresh in your heads and you've got time to think about the answer or look it up online um, last month, uh, the bit of Irish dialogue I did was from Phantom Menace. Yeah, uh, not, not a well-known Irish film. <laughs> the Phantom Dennis. Um, <coughs> so that, thanks for all your entries on that one. Yeah, so, um, it, Rob Lee was the winner. Rob Lee, he's going to the Industrial Scripts Effective Script Reading course and he gets script goodies as well. So this time around, again, um, sponsored by our good friend Evan at Industrial Scripts, who's got a place up for grabs on his effective script reading course which um he does every month it's on the uh just so you know if you're busy obviously then uh, might be one to miss and the next time or get it put back but the next one that you can go along to is on the 27th of uh, 27th august. of august so um uh we, we've got a deadline for this competition of the 20th of august give you time to sort of sort your travel arrangements out so, so a place on the script reading course which is really good uh fantastic course plus he's given away a couple of uh, published scripts uh, of The King's Speech and Boogie Nights so a couple of good scripts there um, as ever I'm going to do an Irish eyed or yes. Irish fide that's right that's right so uh, uh, line it, of dialogue right I'll set you up then well we haven't rehearsed this okay no 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 I'll can you, you tell up. right okay so Danny's going to uh, remake uh, a, a famous film <laughs> Uh, in the leprechaun style. Yes. So he's now going to do a line from this uh, from this famous film yeah, in, in a leprechaun accent. What film is this line from? That's what we want to know. Are you ready? <clears throat> go, go. I'll tell you a riddle. You're waiting for a train. A train that will take you far away. You know where you hope this train will take you, but you don't know for sure. But it doesn't matter. How can it not matter to you? Where that train will take you. So there you go, a bit of um. That's better than the original. <laughs> Yet again, a bit of country Dublin for you there. Yeah, I good, think good stuff. Um, so yeah, if you know what film that uh, Danny has ruined, famous film, <laughs> last year in fact, big hit, <clears throat> and I've ruined. But uh, get your uh, entries into info at industrialscripts.co.uk. Uh, you, if you email us with the answer, we'll just forward it on to that address anyway. But use that address for the, yeah. for the thing. Um, the great thing about Industrial Scripts as well they've just launched a new service actually which is well worth checking out it's called Talent Connector yeah the idea of that um, oh obviously go to Industrial Scripts and read more about it yourself but the general idea of it is to connect the industry with great scripts by writers that aren't you know in the biz they're not yeah. maybe got representation so it's kind of you know if you've got a script and it's doing well it's getting super feedback it, it's a conduit to get that out into the industry a little bit better yeah. with Evan's contacts. So, um, you know, if you think that might be of use, have a look for more info. Well, exactly, yeah. It's well worth checking out. And, um, yeah, so check out industrialscripts.co.uk for a whole wealth of fantastic information, really. 
So there you go. We'll move on now. Right. So the main topic. Like Screenwriting topic. <laughs> oh, a new one. <laughs> a new one. Yeah. I'm, Sounds I'm, quite like the other ones. <laughs> um, the yeah. The, the, like I say, craft is what we really oh, want. Let me turn off the printer. Oh, turn off the printer, Danny. What's going on here? That's not even printing the script. We can't even have that good excuse. Um, yeah, the the, um, the main topic we want to talk about is craft work, and not we've had the, two uh, German. Not, 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 not the And we've had uh, maybe, maybe maybe we've had um, two questions that we feel joined together. The first one was from uh, Sam Blonde, who talked about writer's block. How do you overcome? Yeah, she sent block. that via Twitter. Thank you. And the other was from Matthew Hurst who talked about sometimes the need of having to turn out some ideas, some short, sharp ideas quite quickly. Example, you know, comedy sketches, we need five different sketches around whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you get those high-level concepts straight out there, kicking around? Not how do you then progress those into detail? How do you come up with those maybe kind of high-concept things or different ideas around a theme? Yeah. So join those sort of two together to talk about... Um, idea generation really I suppose you might call it and overcoming writer's block I mean I'm a big I don't know how you work I'll kick it off Danny and you might say something completely well, different well no let me ask I mean, you first Tim do right. you believe in writer's block do you well no, no. You, you don't believe no you see I do I, I, I think right. it exists and right. I think it's an unpopular opinion now to think that it does exist because um, most people will say just write through it write, just write anything get on with it that's, that's your job that's what you have to do and of course, that is the common sense answer. Um, well, look, I, I just mean, does it affect me? And 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 uh, I've not come. I've not had that as an issue. But that might be because I'm never asked to um, uh, write this. You've got to come up with a high level concept for a romantic comedy by the end of tomorrow. Mm. So I, I might sort of struggle with with that. Yeah. And I might say that's writer's block, but it might be actually because I don't really know much about that genre. Yeah. Um, so I don't, it doesn't affect me in that way because being mostly self-generated work, how can I have writer's block about my own project? Yeah. So what, how do you, how do you find it affects you then? When does it affect you? Let's ask. Well, this is the thing. I think there's a literal interpretation of writer's block you can take in terms of, I cannot literally type one single word and I have nothing and I'm sitting here frustrated for eight hours a day just procrastinating or killing myself because I can't get anything written right because you're thinking no this is crap or or nothing's coming to me and I don't want to write it down that's the literal writer's block mm. um, I think writer's block is more you have nothing even when you're writing and or, or your your self-analysis is so aware you know it's not the greatest stuff you could do and you're frustrated by it mm. and you're not getting through it you're not getting to the the good bits you want to do so I think your example of give me even a five-page outline tomorrow on a short film or a, a new rom-com idea. It's like you can force yourself to do it, but it wouldn't be any good. Or if your mojo wasn't working. But I, I, I guess counter that, and maybe people listening are thinking that, I'm not, I'm not sure I've found myself in a position where I've not got things that I'm interested in. It's the other way around, Danny. I haven't got enough time to turn all the ideas I have into work. Mm. So that's that's more the position that I'm coming at. I've got, which is where I was going to start from, I've got, um, it's just there, Danny, that drawer there. And it's, um, you know, I just put in all little bits of paper and interesting things that I've seen. Mm -hmm. So if I'm finding that I'm 
in need of a little bit of a kickstart of inspiration, I just go to the, the drawer, pull that out, what I've got in there, strange pictures, funny things that I've seen, funny words, interesting um, bits of uh, drama. We were speaking just before we came on about the space shuttle and you told me a, a story from a documentary that you saw. Yeah. You know, those things. I've got all that kind of stuff in the, in the folder in the drawer and I just pull those out and I normally find that one of those inspires me to think about an emotion, to think about a plot device to think about a name, yeah. to think about anything that would kickstart that off. And there's hundreds of bits and bobs in there. So there's got to be something in there that would that would help me in that situ situation. Yeah, that, I agree. Absolutely. That, all of those things are the right things to do and can get you out of any funk that you might be in. However, I think there is a kind of a psychological mindset that you can get into, a rut, if you'd like, mm. where... Maybe you've lost your confidence or you've been knocked sideways or you've just kind of um, had a bad run of things. OK. And so so it's more psychological damaging. Okay, so thing. That, now that's I'm not sure what I would have called that, but I wasn't associating that. See, that with to me, writer's block. that to me, I mean, because I, I, I speak from a kind of experience because last year, as you know, mm. I kind of had a an up and down year. But I had a few things happen to me. And then after, for about six months afterwards, I really struggled to kind of write something new. Mm. Even existing stuff that I was writing, I just didn't have any faith in anymore. Mm. And I was I was questioning myself and doubling back on stuff. Well, I and, mean, I wonder, though, and we talked about we, we've talked about this before on here. But <clears throat> I think doing anything every day is bad news. Mm. So I would say if you're not if you're in the not under the deadline method, if you're working on a spec thing or your deadline's okay, you know, it's comfortable with it. I don't understand why people are sitting day in, day out in front of a computer when they're struggling with that. Well, this is it. I mean, you should yeah, be doing something else. You do other stuff. I mean, you I did be doing other stuff. I did get out of it. I mean, and the only way you can get out of it is to do the practical things that everybody says. Mm. It's like, take your inspiring ideas mm. or just go to, go to the cinema. That will usually yeah, um, yeah. Uh, inspire you in some way or read a book or do something. That's not necessarily procrastinating it's just kind of doing the necessary psychological momentum to get you moving again totally i mean if you think about the the script like script writer's life idea you know you've got your craft you're sitting down you're writing you've got your industry knowledge sending stuff out and then you've also got inspiring yourself so you shouldn't be leaving it until you've got to a position like you know easier said than done danny but you know you, you should be constantly feeding your your creative juices with different types of work and thinking about things and stopping yourself getting to that block position. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even starting this podcast as we did last year came yeah. out of my, uh, my initial phase of like, okay, well, yeah. I don't want to write because my writing is rubbish at the moment. So. They're still connected to it. Mm. I do a method of writing for half a day, Danny. I don't know if you do this. I can't write for more than half a day. Mm. If I do, the second half is a bit weak, not as um, um, focused, uh, not as productive as the as the as the first half. So I tend to write in the morning, say, and then in the afternoon I'll do some of my other work, some graphics or whatever needs doing. Mm. Just because, and if you've not got that other part of your life, then I would suggest that you spend the 
the second half of the day doing, um, you know, treatments or another type of writing mm. or whatever it is that you, do you know what I mean, just to keep the the difference. The problem is if you're just running down the same track, yeah, you 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 will get into a exactly. You have got to shake up your routine every now and then. Uh, for definite, for I, mean, definite. I, sh- I shook up my routine. I found doing things in two hour stretches was really helpful. Mm. Um, so then I didn't impose a pressure on myself to mm. do like eight hours of writing a day or whatever it was. Yeah, I don't. It think was like, well, I'm just going to do two do hours. If I even get two yeah. pages that would be fantastic yeah. oftentimes i would get 10 or more yeah um and that's fine and that's and that's how that's i good. got out of it and that's good and move on but this thing, the thing it? it's like i think what's important to me is about writer's block or whatever it is about your writing or whatever your career it's like if agents are rejecting you or, mm. or you're not getting anywhere or things like that it's it's not to look to other people for the answers for it mm. It's like anything we might say here in terms of, yeah, just write through it, go to the library one hour a week and just write anything you'd like or take your drawer of mm. inspiration. They're all good tips. But if they don't apply to you or if you don't fancy them, don't do them. Mm. You know, just look to yourself and go, what can I do? What It's my responsibility. If I'm into writing, I mean, it's our career, so it's mm. our profession. So we have to look at ourselves hard and go, I'm responsible for this, so I have to get myself out of it. Um, and find whatever it is or whatever it takes. You know, I mean, I did Liquid mm. Lunch. I, I, mean, I wrote a play. Mm. Um, I got some work, obviously, which is the main thing, and that kept me going. Yeah. Um, so, but going back to what you you said in terms of um, being proactive and collaborating and doing things, I mean, even doing this podcast, you, <laughs> you gave me a bit of voiceover work because of this podcast, really. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was fun. So things happen when you do stuff. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and exactly. that's that's the natural consequence or exactly. domino effect. Exactly. So um, a bit, of, a quite a range of answers, dependent upon your your interpretation of writer's block. Yeah, that's if, what actually that comes down to. I think to. people can have writer's block even though they're writing something. Uh, I've learned something, if you see what I'm saying, mm. about that different meaning yeah. of the word. And that probably, in some ways, our answer is a reflection back to say, Think about what you mean. If you've got writer's block, think about what you, how you're defining what that means. Exactly. Um, what was Matthew saying about quickly generating ideas? He was saying, how do you churn them out quick? Those kind of, you know, if you've got to do that. That's why I was talking about that drawer idea, because to me, oh, yeah. I would go straight to that to get that inspiration, to put that word into Google image search, mm-hmm. to just pull up pictures, to put, go to iStock photo and put the, put the keywords in and just look at the, you know the the stock photography that comes out that's how i brainstorm you know some different approaches to things to look at what other people have interpreted the key words as that's that's how i do that okay well there's two things that come to mind though about matthew's question for me in terms of one when you get a professional producer offering you work and they need some ideas or scripts overnight mm. or in a couple of hours and stuff and then you just find out your worth as a writer in terms of your instincts and your ideas mm when you're put under the cosh or given a specific deadline and you just have to quickly get them yeah, out yeah, yeah, yeah. as opposed to sitting at your desk yeah, 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 with yeah. a bit of block going, yeah. I'm not sure, let me just check yeah. Twitter first. So that's one. And the other one is like, if if he's asking, is there a shortcut to generate kind of ideas about stuff? My response would be, there is no shortcut to generate anything. I say there's really. no shortcut, but there's those tools there's, that you can use. Yeah. That's that's how I would answer. And then your talents and instincts as a writer will kick in. Yeah. To make I mean you could get you could do ten pages in an hour if you're really on fire and you can type fast. Mm. 
Um, and then you could take you a whole week to do 10 pages, depending on what's happening. Oh, yeah, totally. So, um, totally. But yeah, the, he's, there talking, are, he's talking about those very rough, high-level high ideas. I, I imagine, or if he isn't, then it, that's a good question anyway. Well, even with my experience <clears throat> writing for doctors, BBC's doctors, you could spend a week doing an idea mm. that you'd be really proud of and excited about, and it would get rejected. And then I would spend a half an hour doing a two-pager uh, of anything, and it got commissioned. Always be like, the way happened to me so many times. Mental. Almost the things that you throw away seem to be the things that hit. That catch on. It, it, who knows? It's one of those random things. Right, the second craft thing that we want to quickly look at, something that I've been more interested in recently, so this is almost a question for myself, but other people have been knocking around the edges of it which is thinking about the sort of a checklist before you send something out. So let me paint you the picture, Danny, of where we are in the process. We've got a rough draft. We're looking at a rough draft, okay? You finished the draft. You're finished feeling good. Finished. I'm feeling okay about it. <laughs> I'm feeling okay yeah. about it. Um, I'm, I, I think it could do with some more work. Mm -hmm. I, I know that I shouldn't send it out until I'm happy with it. And, you know, uh, I might do a couple more drafts before I get to draft one. If you see what I'm saying, mm. um, almost like what is my mental checklist that I'm looking at as I read that script back? Doesn't matter if it's a short, a feature, a TV, or anything. As I read that back, what am I looking for as a mental checklist, or maybe even a physical checklist, to help me think? Could this be better? Yeah. Because there's some practical things that you might do, which is like, um, you know, you might use the script reports and so on in Final Draft to check that all your scene headings are right. And, you know, you check your spelling and you do all those sort of things. Check your capitals for the first time for a name. Do you know what I mean? You've got your practical things. But also, is there any craft things that you might have in yeah. your mind as a, as a checklist? I jotted down some ideas this morning, but what do you do? No, you go through yours no. first. <laughs> um, for me, it was a character thing. Right. Always starting with those characters. Are they interesting and rounded? And we were just looking online at a kind of a character questionnaire. Oh, that's A series right. of questions that you might look at. Somebody asked us about that. Yeah. So we do, yeah. And, and I, I think I do use those kind of ideas just to explore it. And the big one that I'm on is a kind of a gender test. So... If I swap the genders around of any of the characters, is that better or worse? So if it's about, if I'd written something like Doc Martin, hmm. okay, I've written something like Doc Martin, da, 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 right, what if it was a, a woman, grumpy sort of woman instead of a man? Is that more interesting because you've got an extra dynamic there? Does that offer more opportunities and so on? And although, you know, I've written the draft, it's not too late to change that, yeah. you know, because it's only a rough draft. So those are the kind of, off the top of my head, the sort of things that um, I'm looking at. Just ways to add a little bit of um, extra charm. Yeah. Do you, do you know what I mean? To mm -hmm. the to, yeah. to, to the piece. Mm -hmm. uh, what, you know, does that kick off anything in your mind of things that you're kind of looking out for? I don't, I don't do it in that detail because that to me is like still kind of story development in a way to be considering changing a gender for example right. I, I wouldn't go that far because I, by the time i've written the story i would be thinking these are my characters now yeah, and, then, yeah. and this is my general story i think i what i normally do is i print off my draft yeah and i go through it with a pen yeah uh sometimes i will read it aloud depending, all right yeah, yeah depend depending on how long it is if it's a feature i generally mm. won't but i'll just kind of um 
I'll just go through it and circle any dialogue that I think might be a bit dodge um, and just circle anything instinctive that doesn't feel right. And especially around my structural points that I would have mapped out before, even if it was in a very rough way, am I getting the sense of story momentum that I want in terms of being engaged and the direction and the pace and stuff? Um, I mean, I, 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 I do think similar. I definitely do the print out because... You only want, once, though. You want to get to away... Save you on want paper. To away, well, I do it more than once just because I want to get away from the screen. Mm. And um, uh, a thing that I do is actually look at that kind of... I put my, uh, uh, I try and put myself in the mind of a re of the reader. In terms of what does that look like as a page? So before I start reading it, I sort of flick through it, just looking for those big blocks that look a little bit in, uh, imposing, mm. and then also the key points. So if it's important that a spanner is what oh look it's the spanner or whatever golden spanner, then I kind of like is that standing out enough? Does that need? Um, underlining or whatever to make those key things stand out for those skim reading mm. types you know what I mean so I almost have that kind of skim read on purpose to have a look and see if I can follow it in that method rather than if I read it very carefully yeah because most I'm, people will skim anyway they, they won't be reading it very carefully mm. so if I'm reading it very carefully although I will be to mm. check for other things but before I do the detail read I'll do a kind of a uh, skim read okay well I'll do I'll do story changes first though whatever right. whatever I circle through this the printout in terms of dialogue or something's not working or something needs to be improved I'll do my kind of I'll do a, a rewrite before it becomes an official first draft yeah uh, then I'll give it to a couple of readers um, two or three maybe other people I really trust or I will even pay I don't mind paying because it's a good service to do um, if you get the right person of course and then, based on what they say, I might do another touch-up. But only if it's stuff that resonates with me in terms mm. of I, I agree. And then I'll send it to my agent. And she'll usually tell me, though, if she wants to send it out, she, but, which I really like. She mm. would say, I'm, I don't think this is ready to send yeah, yeah, out, yeah, yeah. which will leave me thinking, damn it. Well, guess um, Or she'll think, <laughs> this is good, I'm, I'm, I'm going to send it out to so-and-so, and I'm thinking, brilliant. But I guess what I'm thinking about um, and I might, it might even be worth doing almost like a, f a formal checklist at some point. But I'm thinking when people are reading, they're not just reading, they're reading with something in their mind mm -hmm. and a mental checklist, a subconscious checklist almost of where as they read it. And it's, uh, I'd be kind of interested in thinking about what is it what, that people like are Like how, how you analyse a script in a way. Maybe, but as a writer, how do you how do you analyse your own script? Because it becomes quite difficult because you end up you've you've read it, mm. you know, before maybe more than once if you've now on your third fourth draft, and it's how do you keep that that fresh thing? And I'll tell you what I end up doing. You see, I end up looking at the detail again and again. So I'm like, oh, is this word right? Is that word right? End up in there because it's all you start to see. And that was why something that you were talking about before, we won't go over it again, but just thinking about the characters, thinking about um, the first time you see that character, do they have a snappy hook? So in comes Danny Stack. First thing he does is he does a strange, famous line with a leprechaun voice. You go, right, who's this kind of crazy dude? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and it's like, it's, it's just making sure that you've got that kind of, right, first time I see my character, do they need to come in and 
make an impression and how they make an impression. And you go through and you find out because you've rewritten it so many times, the first time that Danny Stack appears, I don't even put any physical description because I've cut that bit out. Mm. And it's just having that kind of thing of just going through it and going, right, let me find the first time that every character appears and make sure they've got a kind of an interesting... Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. easy over rewrites to if you, if you lose can... those sort yeah, of things, exactly. you know what I mean? And need to go back and put it through. Yeah. And... Um, I think a lot of writers as they're beginning they're reading their own work but they don't they almost know what they're reading what they're looking out for mm. uh, I forgot to mention as well typos and, oh, yeah. and stuff like that that's that's one of the last things you do before you send it out to anybody um, and again you'll get that from a printout rather than on screen it's funny that isn't it is, it? Yeah. You, and you... also then when you give it to somebody else they'll flag it up and you'll be thinking oh, I've yeah. already done a typo yeah, but you'll always miss something I know and yeah so and the consistency of how you refer to somebody hmm. could could change in terms that's of true. a spelling mistake or, yeah. or something yeah. like that or all in capitals and then he's not in, in, yeah that's right um, yeah so he's yeah he's missed or whatever and then suddenly he's Jim yeah exactly so there's got to be consistency of how you refer to things um, yeah and I, I I like what you're asking about audience point of view in terms of story wise and I don't think I mean when I get scripts in to read myself it's like I'm all I'm the audience so but I'm also trying to understand the kind of writer's approach. So you try and go with it as much as possible, but then oftentimes you're just really confused about what's going on or who people, who people are. Yeah. And that's that's the writer kind of just getting caught up in it. That's what I going to say, because I bet if you spoke to the writer, I've just had this with this script that I've been sent and I'm rewriting. When I spoke to the writer, they knew all those answers, but it somehow it got lost you know, it wasn't on the page. Somehow it got, it got, now that is the craft and this person is a beginner writer. So that was fair enough. But, you know, it's, it's, it's just checking, isn't it? It's that sense check of going through it. Is it clear? Is this sort of clear? And it becomes difficult. And on my only, I guess, all well, my sum up of it is it's more than one read. Mm. You're going through it with different eyes. You're going through checking just one thing. Right. I've got to the end. Let me turn it back to page one. And now I'm going to read it again, looking at it from, does does I, I tell you a big thing that I do is like day and nights do they make sense? Mm. You know, can all that fit in a day? Mm. And then it's night time. Then it's night time again. What happened to the day in between? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, just just what, where are the characters? Like, if they've <laughs> got to get from one place to another, now it's a bit nerdy. Well, it is. But I, I I like to check all that. You know, what's happening off screen? The off screen story. You know, and just check everything kind of ties ties together and I'll do that as a read yeah. just go through and go right this will be Tuesday that's Wednesday that's Thursday that makes sense good so that people can follow them it, it's true I mean I, I did a rewrite recently of a of another person's script but it was um, the biggest thing I did was uh, streamline the narrative into mm. a kind of a, a kind of so it made sense yeah in terms of it, you know a lot of it was relied on a flashback narrative so it's right. like it started with a prologue and then and cut to three weeks before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then within that three weeks before, it was doubling back on itself to to rewind on the start of the day. Yeah. And then it did that twice, and then it jumped forward to two weeks later, and then built up to the prologue again. So I was like, 
Mm-mm, mm. This is like it's you're asking too much of the audience. It's either that or you need a calendar interface, <laughs> which I would do because I'm Mr. Nerdy. But, but what anyway. we did, what we did was we cut back to three weeks before, and then we used that as the forward momentum. Yeah, and we totally. didn't double back on it. No, ever no, no, again. just just yeah, do yeah. it once. Sort so of there thing. you go. So it, it fresh pair of eyes always helps. All right, good. Well, let's sort of draw a line there. But yeah, let's wrap it up, interesting baby. Interesting thing there. We, we're now, we're leaner, we're tighter. We're a bit yeah, but we thought we'd, there would. Oh, those had sort of come in as a couple of big topics. Now, next next time or sometime soon, we're going to be looking at other types of work, corporate work you might be able to get. Well, a lot of people ask about that. Keep your questions mo- coming. Yeah, and motivation. So those are coming up. If you've got detailed questions around either of those two things, send them in because they'll fit in with the other questions. Yeah. And if you've got any questions about any craft, career, uh, any topic or question progression working what with Tim others, star sign is all networking these things. I don't believe in all that really, <laughs> yeah. so don't say, ask me anything about uh, that but yeah email us at ukscriptwriters at hotmail.com yeah you can uh, find us on ukscriptwriters.podomatic.com we're on iTunes of course where I'm sure a large part people yeah but we're embedded everywhere as well, so thanks for sharing. So that's great. Yeah, feel free to to share that, and um, yeah, uh, on Twitter as well. Danny sort of more looks after the Twitter side uh, of things. UK scriptwriters, yeah, and we're Facebook as well, where we share some information. Or you can plug yourself on the wall, do whatever you like. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. All right, so good stuff. So that's what we've got coming up, and uh, exciting times. Yeah, yeah, here's to year two. Thanks for tuning in and subscribing and listening. Yeah, and we'll see you all next time. next time. Bye. Bye.